This is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. Hi, my name is John Coleman, and I'm from Downers Grove, Illinois. I'm here with uh, Special Chronicles, and I will be a tennis official at the World Games, Special Olympics World Games in Los Angeles 2015. This episode 152 is brought to you by listeners like you. Coming up on this week's show, we sit down with Special Olympics World Games tennis official John Coleman and plus news about the World Games and ESPN. And we say happy birthday to my friend George Anto. Special Chronicles Podcast. This is a show where podcasts and disability are different stories from an insider's perspective. We are giving a voice to people with special needs. Everybody, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the Special Chronicles Podcast. My name is Daniel, your, your host on the Special Chronicles. So glad to be back recording behind the microphone. we got an exciting show with you today because this episode, the featured interview with John Coleman, is what is this featured interview is with John Coleman is is pout is pout of the Beagle newspaper's coverage. Just have to mention that. I'll have to mention that if it's kind of there's a story associated with that. And uh, so I do because we're, we're at the end, we'll give you news about um, our uh, war games for Special Olympics and ESPN. As I'll sing happy birthday to my friend Georgia Hunter all the way at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that coming up at the end. And on uh, that note, if you'd like to follow us, like just just uh, mentioning guys, you can follow us in, in at Special C Podcast on Twitter and at Special C Podcast. Or look at Special Chronicles on Facebook, and you can follow us there as well. Um, Special Chronicles on Facebook at Special C Podcast on Twitter and the hashtag SCPChat. So we look forward to seeing you on the interwebs and having you join in the conversation. Uh, right now, we're well, speaking of conversation. We're going to bring the conversation with John Coleman with you right now. Right here on SpecialChronicles.com. Joining us today on the Special Chronicles podcast as part of the coverage in the Bugle newspapers is John Coleman, who's a tennis official for Special Olympics World Games in Los Angeles 2015. Welcome to the show, John. Thanks, Dan. And so first, uh, introduce yourself to our uh, uh, um, readers and uh, listeners and tell us your age and your hometown. And Hi, Dan. Uh, this is great. I'm looking forward to talking with you and your readers. Um, I live in, I, I'm, this is John Coleman. I live in Downers Grove, Illinois. I've been working with Special Olympics for about 15 years. I am the USTA uh, district chairman of officials uh, in Chicago and Northern Illinois. And I've enjoyed working with Special Olympic athletes uh, uh, in tennis for quite a while now. I've had been fortunate enough to actually um, go to the World Games in Shanghai, China. Uh, that was about eight years ago. And I was so uh, enthralled with uh, the World Games. I'm looking forward to the World Games again in Los Angeles. Uh, and 
You said that you're part of the ET. I'm part of the USTA, the United States Tennis Association. Uh, and your age? I'm a 62 years old. Uh, so, first, so uh, tell us how you first got involved in Special Olympics and uh, and how long you've been involved. Sure. Uh, I was first uh, involved in tennis uh, as a player, and then I became a tennis official back in the early 2000s. Um, when I started playing uh, officiating, I, I learned of uh, Special Olympics tennis through the um, Area 7 Tennis uh, Special Olympics group out of um, Homewood Flossmoor Tennis Club. Uh, I primarily worked with a, 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 ten a fellow tennis official named Nancy Hookstra. Nancy um, pretty much coordinates all of the tennis in Illinois and in actually the Midwest. Uh, Nancy is also an official um, not only in tennis but also is a, a delegate at the uh, World Games. She was previously the coach for USTA Special Olympics team in Shanghai, and um, she has attracted me to Special Olympics, and I've been with them ever since. So um, uh, sh so y you've been um, involved for the past 10 years, 15? Yeah, it's been about 15 years. Um, I've, I, I've been competing uh, for 10 years now. Uh, so um, almost about the same uh, amount of time. Uh, share with us about uh, you. You said that you 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 also won an official at the World Games in China. That was in two thousand six, seven. Yeah, seven. Uh, I have a friend that competed oh, there. Okay. Um, so share with us about uh, you. You are the uh, um, USA. Well, USA. well, yeah, USDA, and we're talking about the World Games. Your other board games experience um, mm -hmm. and exper experience, if there's any particular story uh, uh, as being a um, tennis official at the World Games. Uh, yes. I think before we start with the World Games, though, we have to talk about how I've worked with Special Olympics prior to that. Uh, getting to the World Games is basically um, an achievement within a tennis official's uh, goal, but it's really working in th at the local Special Olympics um, area society uh, tennis matches as well as the um, regional and national as well. So when I first started working, I worked obviously in just Illinois. Then I actually went to the national games in Ames, Iowa, which was back about eight years ago yeah. also. And then after Ames, Iowa, we went to um, the World Games. That actually qualified me to be eligible to apply to work as an official in uh, Shanghai, at the World Games in Shanghai. Uh, I have s since worked with both state and regional and national games. I went to the uh, national games in Nebraska four years ago, actually five years ago. Yeah, and then after that, they had the World Games in Greece. I was yeah. not selected to go to Greece. But um, I was lucky to be selected again to go to the World Games in L.A. But last year, we had the World Games in the United States in New Jersey. I was a, a tennis yeah. official there as well. So yeah. I've been lucky enough to go to uh, three uh, national games meets. And again, those are every four years. Yeah. And then, um, again, this will be my second World Games uh, I will be um, just a tennis official. I'm yeah. not, I mean, a ch we obviously do chair tennis yeah. matches. 
So I'm looking forward to it. And this is this you said will be your second world, and uh, and well, and as I know, and you know, but our weedles might not know um, that the world games are are every two years. Oh, every two years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, th- th- uh, just blinking, but, uh, um, so y- you're going to be an official for the, um, traditional, um, um, athletes in Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you probably know, um, playing unified is a big thing uh, right now in Special Olympics, and I know, um, as an athlete, I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm grateful for um, for that, um, but um, what um, uh, are you also going to be official um, for any um, unified sports? And I, I believe there is unified tennis. Oh yeah, because those those unified for a lot of sports. I think not yet in a, in aquatics, but uh, in in a lot of sports. So are you can also be um, an official for any of the um, um, unified um, tennis yeah. um, competitions. Well, as, uh, well, in tennis, there are four categories, basically. There's singles, obviously athlete singles. There's athlete doubles. And then there's mixed doubles, obviously. All of those are Special Olympic athletes. And then there are unified sports, and that, those would be unified doubles. Yeah. So we have four different categories. About three of them are for just Special Olympic athletes. And, of course, the unified partners join them in unified sports. The thing about Special Olympics uh, tennis, though, is that we actually have four different categories in each of those areas. For example, we have levels two through five. Level two are um, uh, players that play with what we call a red foam ball, all the way up to level five, which is the traditional USTA ball that you would play, you would see if you went to the U.S. Open. Yeah. So we have a red foam ball, an orange ball, a green ball, and the finally a yellow ball. The yellow ball is the uh, USTA official ball that yeah. is used. Yeah. And all three, uh, all uh, singles, doubles, mixed doubles, and unified sports have all of those um, categories. So not only are we playing four different categories, we're playing with four different kinds of tennis balls in each of those categories. Neat, neat. And, and just so all um, readers and, and, and listeners know that these balls and these rules are the same as the professional tennis uh, uh, players um, um, play on, uh, on the global stage as well with, I'm sure, with any, with accommodations in Special Olympics, but but just so all readers and listeners know that, just like just like just like um, we'll be competing um, at the same venues uh, as as world class athletes, it's, it's the same type of um, balls and uh, and and rules. Wait, uh, actually, no, 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 it's not. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's different about each of these, and that's why the balls are different, yeah. is the fact that uh, at level two. Uh, where I talked about the red foam ball, the players will play in singles a one-six game tie-break set. So in other words, the whole match is one game, first to six games. Okay, and the whole match will be one match, which will be first player to six games, winning by two. Okay, and then if they tie at six all, they'll play a seven-point set tie or match tie-break. Okay, to decide the match. Levels three, four, and five, which di- differ in the kind of ball that they're given, OK, 
okay? They'll, have, they'll be playing what we call short sets. Now, remember, in traditional USTA tennis, you play six games per set, whereas the rest of these um, tournaments play short sets. So the short set is first person to four, four games. And then once they hit four, uh, winning by two, they've won that set. But they have to play two sets, two short sets, which are four games along. Yeah. Okay. So um, uh, is, um, I forgot if I, if I asked you, but is, is there any particular um, um, story uh, from a past uh, a board games experience? Because I'm sure now in, in a week when, when <laughs> we both head out to Los Angeles, there's going to be uh, lots more uh, uh, um, stories that we'll have from this experience this year. But looking back, is there any short story of of someone that you were a tennis official for who competed, or maybe even you had mentioned to me off the uh, off the paper? Well, well, I mean, off the I don't want to say off the record. It's because it's on the record. <laughs> Um, off the air, uh, that you're a mental for a for, for a tenth athlete who's going to be competing this year. Who's going to be an uh, uh, yes, Dan? What I was referring to before. Um, well, first to answer your question, my most memorable moment. That's hard to to, to answer, yes. to be honest with you. Uh, I think the most memorable thing I can say is that I mentored a Special Olympic. Um, uh, former athlete that became a tennis official and I brought he came to Shanghai China with me and he was my line umpire remember there's chair umpires yeah. who sit in the chair and that's what I do and then he was my line umpire he would help me call the lines uh, his name is John Fadich and John Fadich is, lives here in Illinois and John was uh, an outstanding how do you spell his name? Uh, Fadich F-A-J-D-I-C-H and uh, F-A-J-D-I-C-H. Yeah. His name is John? John. J-O-H-N. <laughs> yeah. And then John, and, uh, John Fadich actually came to China with us. And, of course, we were in China for three weeks with all the stuff we did there. Uh, now, this year, I am going to be mentoring another Special Olympic athlete who actually won the gold medal in Greece. His name is Jonathan Doring, D-O-R-I-N-G. And he lives in outside of Boca Raton, Florida. And what's different about Jonathan is Jonathan is not going to be a long line umpire. He's going to be a chair umpire. He is going to be in the chairs at, and basically um, alternating with myself as, as doing these actual tennis matches. He will be calling the, all the points, all the lines, and he will, he will be as professional as any tennis official that I know. Neat. So it sounds like that in sticking with the uh, with the awesome message of, of playing unified that as even so just like competing and playing unified the tennis officials unified tennis officials unified tennis officials well the difference here is that actually i'm not really in the chair helping him i mean he's there by himself but i am there with him and, of course, if he had any questions, he could ask me. I would be standing next to him. But I, that will probably last for maybe one or two matches. And then after that, he's basically doing the entire match himself. And he just will ask me if there's any, you know, he'll, he'll ask me for clarifications and questions. Neat, neat. Uh, so um, I think um, my editor was actually asking me uh, that, that, like, this story is, is going to be is a different story than, than um, Probably 
than other stories that are being written about, just like well, any other stories around here. Um, and um, uh, so this unified kind of special I think is it is 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 a witty is a witty unique part um, of, of of this experience. Uh, this is so unique that uh, ESPN has given Jonathan Doring his own blog while he's in Los Angeles. So he will be blogging on a daily basis. And he's already started that blog. And he actually started it with um, uh, down in Boca Raton about a week ago. And he's sort of doing his anticipation of going to the World Olympics, his feelings, et cetera. And remember now, he, is, he won the gold medal at the highest level of tennis in Athens, Greece, four years ago. So not only is he uh, going to be an, uh, a tennis official, but he's actually a former gold medalist. So yeah. they're going to be making a big deal of this with Jonathan. And obviously, yeah. he's a very talented guy. Yeah. Very talented. Yeah. Neat. Neat. And um, speaking of the own blog, um, on specialchronicles.com slash OA2015, I'll be also the same thing with Jonathan. Uh, I'll also, um, not on ESPN, but on Special Chronicles. Um, yeah, live, and uh, also um, creating the uh, the number one update podcast about the World Games. So, um, um, so, but that's really neat. But um, to, um, 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 Jonathan, and um, um, uh, uh, hopefully I can get a chance to meet him because I, I think it will be neat to he to hear his story. Uh, well, I'll be glad to facilitate that for you yeah. because he and I will be attached at the hip yeah. the whole time. So if you come to the tennis facility at UCLA, we will be assigned a tennis court, and the two of us will be working together. And you know what? At any time, even at, at the end of the day, you'd, I'm sure he'd be willing to talk with you. Yeah, neat, neat. Yeah, neat. Uh, I'll have um, I, my uh, media credentials just got uh, approved. So, Good. yeah, so I'll... Um, um, you'll have to tell me um, off the uh, the the times and stuff. And, um, and so, uh, are, are there any other sports that you participate in? Or is tennis your main? Uh, I actually don't. I only p participate here uh, in tennis, mostly because I'm a USTA tennis umpire. Yeah. I do um, a lot of college tennis matches around. I do juniors. I also do. I'm actually going to be the chair umpire for an upcoming pro match on August 22nd here in, in Hinsdale, at the Hinsdale Racquet Club. And it's two very high-level umpire, uh, I'm sorry, very high-level ATP players. You know, ATP are the pros, yeah. USTA are the, no, the, uh, the, uh, um, the uh, non-pros. But um, WTA are the women. But ATP, we're going to be having um, a tennis match between Viktor Troitsky, who's from Serbia, against Simon um, Bolelli, who's from Italy. And I'll be the chair umpire for that match. And that will be a very high-level match. And we're doing that August 22nd. Neat. Neat. And um, the um, – I was just blinking on another, <laughs> uh, another question. Um, but um, – So can you, um, yeah, like, uh, so wha what's, uh, what's um, uh, just so our readers and listeners know, we're speaking with John uh, uh, Coleman, who's uh, a, a tennis official for Special Olympics Board Games in Los Angeles 2015. And you share with us some of your um, background and your, um, some of your um, brief um, uh, yeah, some of your brief um, background ex experiences. Okay. 
with what I do when I'm not officiating? Um, <laughs> well, officiating. Yeah, well, what you do with officiating. officiating. Okay, yeah. I, um, I, I think I said some of the things I've done, but yeah. uh, as I said, I'm a, I, I'm a tennis official that works primarily in the Chicago and Northern Illinois area. I do anything from um, eight-year-olds to 90-year-olds, basically, as far as tennis officiating. I was obviously a tennis player prior to me becoming a tennis official. I loved playing tennis all my life. Um, and I've been a tennis official for about 15 years. And uh, I've risen to the point where I'm now the district chairman of the USTA of all tennis officials here in Chicago and Northern Illinois. So we actually have to recertify ourselves every year. Every other year we have to have our eyes tested. In other words, we're, one of the things yeah. we're evaluated on is whether or not we actually can see the ball. And of course, what we have to do is we don't take, they don't take our word for it. We actually have to go and have our t eyes tested. And we actually take um, competing exams every year. So we have to test it on uh, different levels. Um, I actually organize all of that testing here in Chicago. And all people from all over the country come for those tests. And sometimes they come to Chicago as well. You said that, that you, um, uh, that you're an official for people uh, ages to, you eight, eight to eight ninety. Eight to <laughs> nine, which is yeah, yeah. In Special Olympics, well, it's Special eight Olympics to and others. Yeah, and yeah. so so it's so so all so so you're an official for uh, all ages and all abilities of um, unified. Um, so, what's some of your you mentioned some of your background, but what's some of your accomplishments uh, as as an official? Well, I, I guess um, being the um, chairman for in the Chicago area and Northern Illinois. Um, but what's some of um, your um, officials in the 15 years that you've been? Yeah, well, that's that's a hard question, yeah. only because uh, no one actually talks about what they've accomplished yeah. uh, so much as or what they've gotten. But you know, I've been recognized as um, uh, the chair umpire of the year in multiple uh, areas. Um, I've also been a I was the rookie of the year the first year I was an umpire. I became the rover of the year. We have three awards we give to all tennis umpires. Rookie of the Year, Rover of the Year, meaning the uh, roving official of the year, roving courts instead of chair. And then, of course, the final of the chair umpire. And the you've year. got all three? I've, re I've received all of them, and I've received them multiple times. I only received Rookie Umpire of the Year the first year you're an umpire, but, I mean, the others I've received. Um, one of the biggest tournaments uh, that I officiate at is one, it's the National Boys 18s and 16s that we, we hold over in Kalamazoo, Michigan. These are the best of the best in the United States. So this is where Andre Agassi and uh, John McEnroe and Jimmy Connors and all the people who are on the, who are on, are on the tour, uh, the people you probably don't, a lot of people don't recognize now, or people like the biggest up-and-coming um, uh, tennis players now, Jack Sock is one of the best in the country right now. Uh, all of these people came to Kalamazoo and competed with the best in the country. And that's where they basically come to see if they're able to go on the pro tour. Well, I was a referee and a chair umpire there as well. And I received the top award there as the chair umpire for the Kalamazoo Games. But I'm not really one to talk about my accomplishments. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 <laughs> no. Um, and, um, what impact do you think in the Special Olympics, or what impact, what impact has Special Olympics had on you as an uh, official? Uh, I think Special Olympics, to me, yeah. is more important uh, than most of the stuff I've done because I had a sister, um, uh, Andrea, who actually had cerebral palsy, and uh, she was my strongest supporter when I was playing tennis. 
Uh, and of course, she was never in Special Olympics. She wasn't a, an athlete herself. Uh, unfortunately, Andrea passed away about actually 19 years ago. Uh, t in fact, today is her birthday. And it would have been her birthday, July 17th. Um, but uh, Andrea was one of my strongest supporters, and I do this basically in memory of Andrea. And I just have such joy watching the joy of players playing tennis. And I want to bring to them that uh, kind of like the um, experience of a fully certified professional umpire to make sure that these players feel like they're being treated as though they're on the pro tour. You know, I want them to realize that they're doing, we're, we're treating them as professionally as we would if we, I was doing a match between any pro, uh, you know, et cetera. And so this is kind of like I enjoy Special Olympics the most because I feel as though we're bringing quality tennis to um, the Special Olympic athlete. Neat, neat and I just I think uh, the joy I bring to the people who actually get awards and, and those even that don't get awards we still have a, a, a really strong feeling of um, satisfaction when we see how much they enjoy the fact that they're being treated as professionally as we do neat awesome awesome uh, so now you know, switching gears to um, um, Special Olympics um, World Games in Los Angeles and we'll both be leaving in um, a week from the time that we'll that what time we're taping this, and actually by the time this story goes to print, um, we'll both be we'll be in LA. <laughs> we'll be in in, in LA, um, but um, uh, it will also be online, so you, you can <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'll be able to get it there um, at BeagleNewspapers.com. dot uh, com, and uh, um, your role at the World Games is as an tennis official. Mm -hmm. um, are you going to have any? Any other worlds there? Because there's going to be, or for readers may not know that, it's free to watch. It's getting bigger than the 84 Olympics, and it's the biggest and most inspirational event of this year. Uh, but, and it's free to for the fans to watch. But is, is, is there any other worlds that you can have? Um, my role, other than being the official there, will primarily be my role in mentoring Jonathan Doring. Um, but no, I won't have any other physical, uh, uh, physical role that I'll be doing. But I also go to enjoy the other sports if I have time. Most of the time, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, most of the time, we're on court all day long. And of course, you know, these are official. Uh, these are athletes, uh, tennis players from all over the world that are basically competing against other tennis athletes from other countries. So I think one of the, my favorite memories in China was the fact that uh, we used to exchange um, country pins. Yeah, people yeah. would come to me and say, same "Would thing you?" In, same thing. Uh, same thing last year in um, U.S. Yes. Yes, but when we uh, in, in the U.S. we would exchange different state pins. Yeah, now this but, is in countries. Uh, but when we go to the World Games, we'll have someone will say, "I really appreciate your officiating," and they'll hand me a pin, and it will be from Greece or from Japan or from China, and, and I have uh, I have uh, my do my officials um, uh, doc. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, ba um, fi uh, badges, yeah. right? And I had—it's loaded with pins from all over the world. Yeah. And I said, "That's that's a badge of honor, in my opinion. Yeah. I, th I think it's my most favorite thing I remember from the World Games." Yeah. Neat, neat. And uh, so uh, you, you, you said that you, um, your additional role is going to be as a uh, official of uh, a mentor for uh, Jonathan. H how did how did you meet Jonathan? Because you're here in Donald's Grove, Illinois. But he's in Florida. So how did you guys? And we do have some listeners in, in Florida. 
That's okay. Oh boy. That's okay. Um, actually, that's a very good question. In fact, question. The, the way uh, Jonathan and I met was, of course, Jonathan ranks very highly in Special Olympics player um, uh, stats. In other words, he is a very accomplished tennis player. When I actually um, went to the national games in Hilton Head Island, Jonathan came up from Florida, and that's where I first met him and his family, his mom Kathy, his father Mark, um, and Jonathan uh, expressed an interest to my colleague, Carrie Washington, who is usually the referee of these tournaments. He lives in South Carolina. And said that he was interested very much in becoming a tennis official. Um, Carrie assisted him in actually passing his exams. And then what he did was he, he I don't know, we sort of hooked up. I, I'm, I've always worked in pediatrics. I'm actually a pharmacist by trade, but I work as a pediatric clinical pharmacist back when I worked here in Illinois at the University of Illinois and at Loyola University. And I always enjoyed working with children and working with um, people with uh, disabilities. And I just loved Jonathan because he was so not much uh, a wonderful athlete. He was also a um, very intelligent guy. And I put him in the chair one time for a match. And next thing you know, he was, he was performing better than any of my umpires in Illinois, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. So we hooked up basically based on the fact that he was a very strong tennis player. And then we basically matured into the tennis official status. So the um, same thing that you told me um, um, off the air is that you didn't see me with having LD. Um, so now with Jonathan, with his disability, um, uh, well, folks, what disability was he d d diagnosed with? And mm -hmm. as I always say, it's a part of who we all doesn't exactly. define us. Um, and um, and 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 so what? What's his disability? Uh, invisible, visible? Mm -hmm. um, it's both. It's very. Uh, he has fragile X syndrome. Fragile X is a form of autism, basically. Um, but he is. Um, he's an accomplished person in the sense that um, he has graduated from college. He has a two-year degree. He works for the Publix Group of supermarkets down there, and he's a. He, he's most outstanding thing is he's a professional speaker for them. Yeah. He's like yourself, Dan. He's an outstanding person as far as his abilities. Uh, he does have some LD, uh, learning disability stuff. I'm not here to speak directly yeah. about all those, but bottom line is he excels even in his, um, his disability by being able to overcome it, and not only physically, but also intellectually. Neat, neat. Uh, so yeah, it'll be... Um, it would be really great to get uh, to hopefully get a chance to to uh, uh, talk with um, Jonathan, um, and so uh, what? Um, um, so you're going to be um, just so um, we just know you, so you're going to be an official for, for tennis. Uh, what's your inspiration for going to the World Games in a week? Um, um, my inspiration is more of a gratification. I feel gratified in being able to um, be selected. There's only, I believe there's only about eight or 10 USTA officials that are selected for the World Games. And because I've had experience with Special Olympics as long as I have, I was able to apply. And then, you know, and not everyone is accepted who applies. And, you know, I wasn't accepted for the Greek Games in Greece, even though I applied for those. But yeah. like I say, those things happen. I wish I could have been there only because Jonathan won the gold medal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I wasn't there for that. But he actually had a celebration back here when, with the gold medal award ceremony in and Florida. 
And um, did you go to that? I w didn't go to it because I wasn't able to, but yeah. I did go down there and, and, and see the medal. And he, of course, uh, wanted me to see it because yeah. he had worked with me. Yeah. But bottom line is I have a lot of pictures of Jonathan uh, and him winning that. But bottom line, um, World Olympics is just sort of a privilege to be able to go as an official. It's very coveted from an official standpoint to be able to go. And just the idea that I'm asked, I think, is really the base, best part of this. So what's your favorite, you talked about your, your, your inspiration and your most, your most um, memorable experience of the World Games, but what do you think going into now the World Games, which is um, going to be, and it's actually a big graduation for Special Olympics that ESPN is going to have coverage and... Um, and um, what's your f going into this? What what do you think is going to be your favorite part of? It's, as, I, as I said, it's going to be the biggest and most inspirational event this year. What's your going to be? What do you think will be your favorite part? Um, well, when I went to the Special Olympics World Games in Shanghai, my biggest thing was I, I was going to see a cultural issue with um, China. And the idea, not only was I going to go to the World Games and Special Olympics, but I was going to actually be able to see parts of China. Um, this isn't as culturally entertaining as it is um, spiritually entertaining for me, in the sense that um, we're having basically, uh, it's grown. I mean, the, the, we're, we're talking five to 7,000 people are going to be there. The opening and closing ceremonies were as big, if not bigger, than anything I ever saw at the US, uh, at the, uh, the, the Olympics. And this was in uh, China? In Shanghai, China. And so um, the opening and closing ceremonies were wonderful, but uh, the whole time was wonderful. Um, I'm looking forward to basically working with Jonathan. Yeah. I'm looking forward to meeting all the athletes. I'm looking forward to seeing them compete. I'm looking forward to celebrating with them when they win their medals. That's really what I'm looking forward to. And I'm looking forward to just a wonderful time with um, Special Olympic athletes. Neat, neat. Yeah, it, it, it really is going to be a um, a big um, so um, abrasion. So, share with us some of your brief thoughts on how. Um, and this was something that I actually pitched in a proposal to Special Olympics in International last year of having Special Chronicles um, provide um, um, live coverage at all the sporting events, just like NBC does for the regular Olympics, but ha of having all the sporting events. So. So, what's some of your brief thoughts about how ESPN is going to have so the kind of coverage of the, the live three-hour opening ceremony that we'll both be at um, uh, at the OA Moog Coliseum, um, but then they're also going to have um, daily coverage and special chronicles of coverage and a, bu a bunch of media um, will have coverage too. But what's some of your thoughts about how our Special Olympics World Games in Los Angeles 2015 will be on ESPN? Oh, I think it's going to be uh, one of the biggest things that ESPN will do all year. And um, as I said, Jonathan will have his own blog on the ESPN site. So I think he will be featured significantly being a former gold medal winner with the World Games. And then on top of it, now graduating to an official status. So um, I think that will be uh, exciting in itself. And um, I just I think you're going to see all the other... What's, what do I say, celebrities come out? Yeah. And the celebrities, particularly those who have uh, children, relatives, um, family members, friends who have learning disabilities, who are disabled, et cetera. I know even in uh, Shanghai, I'm, there was um, a whole bunch of celebrities from the United States and other parts of the country that came and actually were saying, you know, you don't know this, but my son is, is disabled. And you didn't know this, but, and these are famous actors and actresses and stuff like that. So they were actually on the podium and showing us that. I think we're going to see a lot of that.
But I think what's most important is the idea that we're doing this for Special Olympics athletes and sharing um, the joy. So uh, now in preparing to officiate at the World Games, um, describe the process for, for us um, briefly of you know, what goes into it to prepare and to be a tennis official from the first up to now actually going to actually the pal for the World Games. What's kind of the, the brief, um, brief um, description? And, and just so all uh, um, readers and listeners know, we're speaking with John Coleman, who's going to be a tennis official for Special Olympics in Los, Los Angeles 2015. Uh, so describe that process. And of course, uh, to be even eligible to go to the World Games as a tennis official, you have to be certified within the USTA as a tennis official. So we have to obviously, I won't even go through all that. Yeah. We s recertify our status every year. We not only certify uh, from a book standpoint, we take exams, uh, we take them at not only the USTA uh, official level, but we take it at the referee level and we take it at what we call ITA, which is college. So we're, t we're trained in three different areas. And then once we have all that, we actually have to have the background of understanding, like, for example, what do you do in a situation on court when this occurs? And that's what the USTA training tells us. But to go further, let's go into why you, the Special Olympics is even more of a, of a challenge to us, is that I think I spoke earlier that there are so many categories that are in uh, USTA, um, I, I'm sorry, w in Special Olympics. Exampling uh, being there's a divisioning occurring. And as you know, we division the athletes. Not all Special Olympic yeah. athletes are the same. So we have to division them into different categories. Division two, division three, division four, division five, and the, and the top officials get into a, con uh, a category called division six. And they basically are equivalent to anyone on the, on the circuit, the pro circuit. And some of those officials are actually tennis tennis pros in some of the countries they come from. And they usually win, obviously, at a much higher level. So what we do first is we division the, official, uh, the athletes, and then what we do is we have the athletes compete with each other at, at their own division. So all the Division Four people compete with all the Division Four people. All Division Two people compete with Division Two, And somebody who is a Division Two person isn't being tested against someone who's a Division Five, so that there are, there, there's no um, imbalance. Yeah. So, 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 and this is for the actual officials. You, you have the Witten, but then you, then you guys as officials actually play and compete as part of, and so that's the, so that's the second step. Uh, well, no, your first step is to first be eligible and take exams. Then you, um, then to, um, um, but the, um, uh, then you learn the rules. Yes, we have to then learn the rules of Special Olympics, and we've actually been issued a uh, Special Olympics World Games tennis technical manual. That tennis technical manual tells you what we are supposed to do in those situations. And you know, and the Special Olympic athlete disabilities uh, can be very vast. Uh, my most amazing uh, memory, and this, is, this sounds terrible, but one of my athletes who was from the Dominican Republic in China actually was, uh, was into her first game of her set and actually collapsed and had a seizure on the tennis court. So, of course, we had to stop and we had to bring, a, uh, bring out a physician and her, her, her coach and a trainer. And uh, she actually had to um, b 
be taken off the court, okay? And what I was most impressed with was how efficiently Special Olympics had handled that. They were prepared for it. They, I mean, the physician wasn't far away. The person actually had a seizure. She went off, and want to hear this? Next day, came back and competed. Yeah. She, the very next day, she, she, she got moved back into the system and actually competed. She wasn't um, defaulted from the match. Yeah. So we have to be able to um, basically be prepared to handle any of these situations yeah. on top of the tennis. And um, did uh, and did did you get a, a medal? Did I get no, a? No, oh, did, did she? She, yeah. um, she medaled. Yes, she did medal. She was that good. Yeah. yeah, she was from the Dominican Republic, and I can't remember her name, but I do remember. I'd recognize her face. But again, we had so many p athletes, but she was wonderful, and I w actually went to her medaling ceremony. Yes. Neat. Um, so uh, and so that would probably be your most memorable experience on and court. Uh, on court, uh, and and uh, and that was in China, you said. Yes. Right. Um, so um, uh, so so you, the, the going back to the steps. So the first is supposed to be eligible, then take exams, then to learn the rules, and then to um, but then the um, uh, um, um, difference for the co competition. Right. And then, and then you actually division the US, USTA rules versus Special Olympic rules, right. and then know both of those, and, and and you have to know them very well. So you have to be able to respond in a very short period of time of how to answer a question if they ask you one. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the um, um, uh, advice. What advice would you give to others? Um, if if. We have any other leaders or listeners who might want to become an official in Special Olympics, or get involved in Special Olympics as an athlete, a coach, a volunteer, official, or even a unified partner. Uh, what what advice would you give to them? That's a good question, Dan, because I think you're talking to the right person. <laughs> Everybody who becomes a tennis official in Chicago and Northern Illinois, although this may be all over the country, basically um, comes through me. Uh, they uh, any official. Uh, any person who contacts the USTA or any organization and says, I'd like to be a tennis official, they funnel that person's name to me. I got one today. To, to, and, and, and this is, they come to you if, if they want to become an, an, an official uh, um, full Special Olympics tennis? Uh, they can do either. Do Anything, any kind of tennis officiating, they come to me in Chicago, Northern Illinois. Of course, there are other parts of the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. my Chicago. section chairman will be getting an email from New York, where the USTA office is, and say, here's a person from Chicago that wants to be an official. Here's a person from Chicago that would like to work with Special Olympics as a tennis official. I have those people as well. And what I do is I train them. I set up a, uh, first of all, I tell them how they go about it, what they have to do, and then I train them. And then what they do is once they compete their exams and once they compete their on-court training with my other officials, then they're promoted to a sectional official, and then they move right into Special Olympics. Neat, neat. Uh, so, so, so that that would be great, great for our weirdos. Um, and uh, of course, I forgot because we mentioned briefly about 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 playing unified and how with with you and and the. And the athlete that you are uh, mentoring, um, Jonathan, um, uh, um, Jonathan uh, ha have you um, um, have you played um, 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 unified tennis? Um, have we physically been on court playing with our rackets, or are you saying have well, we been officials? Oh, um, have have you guys physically been on courts um, playing um, unified tennis? Either you and Jonathan, or 
you in another special Olympic athlete? The answer is, is I have been on courts playing unified tennis, mostly in an exhibition status, but um, I haven't played with Jonathan. In fact, I don't think I could beat Jonathan. Jonathan's, and I'm a pretty good tennis player, uh, but I don't think I could beat Jonathan. Jonathan's a gold medalist with the uh, world game. So, okay. but the answer is, is I would love some, to do something like that. I love playing tennis as well as officiating. Neat, neat. Um, so, um, do, do you think uh, after the world games, do you think you, you might tr try to play a unified um, if those Aweedo or Elisano who, who hears your story, um, who reads your story in the paper that you might want to? Um, I would love to play if I had the time. Yeah. But I know, I, as you know, I have another job. Yeah. I, I have, I, I'm a doctor with a pharmaceutical company. But um, yes, the answer is, is I would love to play uh, as a unified partner with anybody. Yeah. Um, and now you, you said that your other job, in addition to being a t tennis official, uh, uh, do you, how have you used that in your role as a tennis official, or have you used it? Um, I don't use it too much, but what I do is um, it usually becomes a discussion point when people have seen me on television or people have seen me do a tennis match. And uh, like I said, I'm going to be doing a pro tennis match um, August 22nd at Hinsdale Racquet Club here in uh, Illinois. And I will be the chair umpire. I also, also have seven line umpires with the uh, match that I talked about earlier, the uh, Troitsky versus Bolelli match. But bottom line is some people see me um, doing chairs as a college uh, tennis umpire. Some people see me just roving in, in juniors. And a lot of people locally pretty much know me. I also am a tennis player, and I used to play in a lot of clubs as well. Mm -hmm. So, But yeah, I just uh, people see me, and uh, I sort of incorporate that type of stuff into my day-to-day -day activity. Uh, so the, the on August 22nd, you said so you, you're going to be an, an official at that uh, competition? Yeah, I will be the head referee and chair umpire for the pro match. It's a pro match now. So yes, we'll, I'll be doing that on August 22nd. It's Saturday, August 22nd. And it's going to be at Hinsdale Central. I'm sorry, Hinsdale Racquet Talk Club. Actually, right next, right behind Hinsdale Central High School. Neat, actually, neat. it's the Hinsdale Racquet Club. It'll be an indoor match. Neat. Yes. Okay. Neat. Um, and and what colleges uh, have you um, have you been official uh, at? I actually coordinate all tennis officiating for all colleges in Chicago. So I do. I actually coordinate 16 different tennis uh, college teams. So examples are Northwestern University of Illinois at Chicago. Um, DePaul, these are both the men and the women now. So two, two teams at Northwestern, two teams at UIC, DePaul, uh, University of Chicago, Chicago State, Northern Illinois University out in DeKalb. All of those tennis teams have to come through me when they need tennis officials. So I help coordinate their needs for officials. Also, Wheaton College, um, I'm trying to think of all the colleges. Um, uh, the one down in uh, Joliet, uh, Lewis University. Yeah. So there are a whole bunch of colleges I still work with. Neat. Neat. Uh, so um, what uh, what impact do you think uh, Special Olympics World Games in Los Angeles 2015 will have both on our country here in the U.S. and across uh, across the globe? What impact do you think uh, it, it, uh, it will have? Um, well, the first thing I enjoy, um, a couple of things I enjoy about Special Olympics that are kind of unique uh, to it, that I can relate to is one, as you know, Eunice Kennedy Shriver yeah. developed it back in 1968. Yeah. And most people don't realize that the first uh, world, uh, first um, Special Olympics uh, 
national games was here in, was developed in Chicago. Yeah, in Chicago Most people don't realize. Yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 and actually, I'm, I grew up out in Massachusetts, where, of course, Eunice Kennedy Shriver oh, lives. Yeah, yeah. So I actually have oh, some... Oh, lived, lived. Lived, and yes, whole, whole, yes. And whole her family still lives Her there. whole family. And of course, you know she's part of the Kennedys. Yeah. And, um, and of course, I, they lived in Hyannis. I lived actually in a town just outside of Boston, in uh, Quincy, Massachusetts. But I actually uh, have a lot of things in common with uh, Special Olympics in the sense that I'm here in Chicago, and then, yeah. of course, I'm originally from Massachusetts. Yeah. But um, I believe that uh, Special Olympics af after the World Games will be um, wonderful because I think the notoriety of uh, will be um, more recognized of what Special Olympics is, uh, what people can do to help Special Olympics, and actually see how we can grow the sport. And actually, I'm looking for as many tennis umpires as possible. If you yeah. want to be a tennis umpire, contact me. Yeah. I'd be glad to uh, help you uh, become a tennis official. So yeah. I'm looking forward to people to do that. Neat. And, and, uh, and how can Alwitos contact you? Uh, the best way is through my, uh, my, uh, my email. Uh, my initials are JBC, uh, John B. Coleman, JBC. And then my uh, P is in Peter, H-A-R-M-D at AOL.com. Okay. That's J-B-C-P-H-A-R-M-D at AOL.com. Just send me an email, and I will send you all the documents you need. All right, thank you. And uh, you, you said your connection with, with, with um, Tim Shive and his family, of you also being originally from Massachusetts. Have you read um, my friend Tim's book, um, Fully Alive, Discovering uh, What Matters Most? Uh, I haven't read that book. I have met Tim. Yeah. I have met Tim Shriver at the. Uh, he actually came to the national games in Nebraska, and I met him there. And I actually took his picture with Andy Roddick. But um, uh, I haven't read his book. But I have read obviously Eunice Kennedy Shriver and, and all about her and how she started uh, yeah. Special Olympics. Yeah, Tim actually uh, unexpectedly sent me a signed copy of his book. So if you and I've actually I've kind of I've annotated throughout the book, but. Uh, so if, if you get a chance to uh, to um, read um, to read Tim's book, oh, I'd look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. that would be wonderful. Yeah, it's at uh, timothyshivel.com. Uh, so, um, yeah, any brief um, final thoughts um, about uh, this whole experience of being a tennis official at at at, at Special Olympics World Games in Los Angeles 2015? Any final thoughts to share with our readers and, and listeners? All I can say is that um, whether it's the world games, the national games, the state games, or the local games, I've had nothing but positive feelings in anything I've done with Special Olympics. So the world games are just kind of like um, a much bigger category and much more um, uh, celebrated form of Special Olympics athletes. And, and it's just so much fun to be there. Um, I look forward to officiating there. And I look forward to seeing all the people who will be athletes and uh, my fellow officials. Uh, and um, any final thoughts about your about your overall time here today? Oh well, Dan, I can't thank you enough for uh, uh, for asking me to um, speak with you and your readers. Um, I am so now aware of what you have done with Special Chronicles and what you're doing with the Bugle newspaper, and I look forward to reading future things from you and um, all the things you've done. So thank you again, Dan. Thank you. Uh, thank you again. Again, we've been speaking with uh, John um, Coleman, who is a tennis official for Special Olympics World Games in Los Angeles 2015. Thank you again for taking the time to talk with Aritos and the <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Thank you again, John, for taking the time to come on the Special Chronicles podcast show. And we've got about less than 10 minutes left in our show today, but we're going to take a short 
very short break. Uh, and to say that this episode is brought to you by listeners like you. And you can go to specialchronicles.com, click on donate, and you can help us. And we thank you for your generous, generous support. And this uh, episode. Also, we think. Hi, Daniel. It's your great friend and admirer, Tim Shriver, here in support of Special Chronicles, in support of Daniel's advocacy for a changed world, in support of the whole idea of Daniel using the web, using his writing, using his speaking, using his podcasting, using his photography, using his voice, finding his voice and using it to ask the world to be inspired, to create blaze fests of inspiration uh, all over the Internet and all over the United States. Here in Special Olympics, we like to think of ourselves as having a blast with everything we do, playing sports, to enjoy ourselves, to learn and meet other people, to test ourselves against tough competition, and I think in the end of the day, to change hearts and minds, to have other folks realize that there's a common human spirit that nothing should separate uh, us from one another. Daniel, that's what you're doing. Uh, you're inspiring people to understand common human gifts. You're inspiring people to believe in a common human hope. You're inspiring people to have fun in achieving common human fun. And you're inspiring us to change all those uh, outdated, uh, painful, and unjust attitudes that lead us to separate us from one another. The whole world of Special Olympics joins me in saying, go Daniel, go Special Chronicles. Uh, you will be a success. Uh, you will make a difference, and you will change the world. Why? Am I so sure? I'm so sure because your voice has been raised, and your voice is true. And when a true voice, an authentic voice, is raised in pursuit of a great mission, it will change the world. Go for it, Daniel. We're all behind you. This is Brianna Alyssa, and you're listening to Special Chronicles. Every free chance I have, I tune into Special Chronicles podcasts at specialchronicles.com. You're listening to Special Chronicles podcast. And here is your host. This is Dan, your host. Special Chronicles podcast show you on specialchronicles.com. And you've got some quick news. Welcome to the Pi News on channel 3.14. Good afternoon, I'm Rob Johnson. And the news about ESPN and our Special Olympics World Games and a new show film, executive produced by Maria Chavez and much more. And my friend George's birthday. Well, everybody, as you probably know, let you lead you to our news feed on specialchronicles.com. Look in the top as well as on our coverage on specialchronicles.com plus LA2015. We got the entire program scheduled for you. That of the of our ESPN is going to be airing a live three-hour broadcast of opening ceremony on this Saturday, July 25th, as well as programming throughout the week. So stay tuned for that, and we uh, link we link you to the press release as well as have the schedule right there on SpecialChronicles.com in our news feed for you. And and the and also the 30 for 30 uh, um, I, uh, from. Um, um, a show film, um, ESPN Films, called Brave in the Attempt, is executive produced by Maria Shriver, and it kicks off in the uh, ESPN's coverage on July 25th. You can stay tuned, and put, we'll put a link to the press release. 
as well as more information in our news feed on SpecialChronicles.com. So just look there. And now, uh, as the day that uh, hopefully I will be posting this episode, <laughs> number 152, is uh, July 22nd, is my friend Georgia Hunter's birthday. And long-time listeners will remember Georgia because even at one point <laughs> um, a while ago, a few years ago, Georgia actually turned the mic around on me last minute. So, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, she's, she's been cool in the past. Great fun. And in celebration, I actually recorded a video. I can't get it off of the new camera. It was donated to Special Chronicles. But um, once I can, then I will, um, I'm going to actually send it to Hope. But I'm going to play you the audio. Hopefully I can have my microphone toned on here. My mi- microphone toned up. I got to turn on a little VCR. <laughs> Old-fashioned. Good setup. I'm going to turn this on. I'm going to press play, and then I'm going to actually sing Happy Birthday to Georgia. Uh, for, um, and all of you listeners can join me in, wish, in wishing my friend Georgia Hunter a very happy, happy birthday. And uh, here, so here we go. Let me go ahead and play this for you guys. Happy birthday, happy birthday, we love you. Happy birthday and may all your dreams come true. When blow out the candles, one life stays aglow. It's no light in your eyes where you go. Birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday, we love you. Happy birthday and may your dreams come true. When you blow the candles, one light stays aglow. It's the love line you're on where you go. One more time for you, Georgia. For you, happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday, we love you. Happy birthday and may all your dreams come true. You blow out the candles, one light strays a glow. It's the love of light in your eyes where you go. When you blow out the candles, one light stays a glow. It's the love light in your eyes where you go. And we rewind the video a little for you guys. Rewind the video. And now uh, the video, the end of the song is playing. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> but what I was going to say is if I can close that. And here we go, it's the end of the video. Happy birthday, Georgia. I'm going to miss you on your birthday, but I'll see you w- when I come back. <laughs> Let me stop that. 
So, thanks, Georgia. Looking forward to seeing you again when I come back. And uh, have a great birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Georgia. Uh, from your friend. Oh, let me stop that. Let me stop that. Let me stop that. So, happy birthday, Georgia, from me and uh, from um, um, from our entire Special Chronicles family. We uh, hope that you have a very great, great birthday and uh, look forward to hanging out with you when I come back from Los Angeles. So, thanks. And on that note, if you guys would like to share, share your feedback, you guys can email us feedback at specialchronicles.com. That's feedback at specialchronicles.com. Or click on the voicemail button on specialchronicles.com slash voicemail and call in your feedback. If you have a story tip, you can email editor at specialchronicles.com. That's editor at specialchronicles.com. We asked you, did receive this week a press release for the story tip? So I'll have to add that to my long list of story tips. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, and... You can tweet us on Twitter at Special C Podcast, at Special C Podcast on Twitter, or look for us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Special Chronicles Podcast. So just use us for Special Chronicles on Facebook. And you can like us and join in the conversation there, as I said at the top of the hour. But on that note, I um, will see you guys next week. Next time I talk to you, I will be live in Los Angeles for our Special Olympics World Games 2015. So I'll be. Dale, talking to you guys live, Dale, and stay tuned uh, for the live for my live diary, as well as to num- the number one update podcast for our world games, right here exclusively on Special Chronicles. So until next until next week, everyone, until next week in Los Angeles, we'll see you around. Take care, and no, oh, by the way, we're gonna end the song with a unified theme song for our Special Olympics World Games, Los Angeles 2015, called Reach Up. By the band OAL, Cody featuring Cody Simpson, Alfon Brianna, and Madison Devlin. So that we're gonna end, we're gonna, end, we're gonna end with that. So until next week, I'll see, I'll see you guys in Los Angeles, and uh, we'll see you on. Take care and God bless. Way back when we used to plan and pretend, feel like we were dreaming every day back then, and running down light on beautiful days till the fireflies start moving through space. I could see in all of us the peace and the magic on the street lights. We imagined that all I want was all I want. We better go and get it, bring it home. So everyone reach up, put your hands together, don't give up, climb forever, all you got, just remember, you make me feel like I'm a contender, two hands up, through the ceiling, the beat of my heart, is all that I'm feeling, give it all that I got, first to the last one, and then I reach up, cause I'm a
Special Chronicles. Giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. And that's a wrap. <laughs> See you all in Los Angeles. Look for Special Chronicles. We'll be there. One person from Special Chronicles will be there. No, actually, no. The voice of Special Chronicles will be there. Garrett. Anderson. <laughs> and many of your friends. See you all there. After 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> A little bit too excited. <laughs> uh, I already played that. But I'm coming up on this week's episode. Bloody, bloody, blah, blah. Play the night in you. Think I would know how to. I know how to take play on this late at night. Uh, blah, blah, blah. This episode 152 is sponsored by, supported by listeners like you. So, about this week's show, we sit down with Special Olympics World Games official. Blah, 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 blah. Late at night, didn't you think I would know how to?